Hey all, welcome back to another episode of Greater Greener Georgia. I'm Miles. And I'm Alexis. And this week we have an interview for you with Vicki Weeks, who we first met while she was working for the Dogwood Alliance, fighting the creation of a wood pellet plant down in Adel, Georgia. Yeah, that's right. Um, but now Vicki, she is working on the steering committee with the Climate Reality Project of Coastal Georgia which through their work, the committee is is working to get state climate protection legislation introduced, as well as to educate folks on the economic benefits of proactive climate protection. All of this is through the Inflation Reduction Act, which we've talked a lot about on this podcast. Vicki and the Climate Reality Project of Coastal Georgia released a survey that She's going to talk a lot about in her interview, but just as an overview, the new Inflation Reduction Act, or IRA, provides billions of dollars to help states and other eligible entities strengthen their business sectors, expand preservation and restoration of our natural resources, create true environmental justice and social equity, and improve public health and other public services, all while creating thousands of good-paying jobs. And so to help facilitate the development of a Georgia state policy, they've been reaching out to communities to assess their level of awareness of the opportunities that are being presented by the IRA to identify elements that communities feel are most important to include in a state plan and solicit their help in advocating for this meaningful climate plan. Yeah, and totally. And with that, we can hop right into the interview and Vicki can go into all the details about this plan and her work and um, we'll catch you after. Hi, I'm Vicki Weeks, and I'm the former state coordinator for the Dogwood Alliance, and I'm currently on the steering committee for the Climate Reality Project of Coastal Georgia. Um, the project that we are working on is trying to um, get state climate policy legislation introduced in the Georgia Assembly. Um, we feel that this the time is ripe to do this because of the recently passed Inflation Reduction Act, and it provides so much funding for businesses, homeowners, um, governments, tribal entities, and a lot of the funding um, is only available to states that have a climate protection plan in place. So we've been working on this for about six, seven months now, and one of the key things that we need to do is basically build an army of environmental activists across the state. Great. Can you just go back a little bit and and the Climate Reality Project of Coastal Georgia give can you give a little background on what what that is? Yeah, the Climate Reality Project of Coastal Georgia um, emerged from uh, um, it, it's a chapter of the national or international Climate Reality Project that was um, um, uh, initiated by former Vice President Al Gore. Um, one, one of the things the Climate Reality Project does is it offers trainings to people around the world on how to effectively become climate activists. Um, and so this particular chapter, the Climate Reality Project of Coastal Georgia emerged from a training that um, I helped organize about three years ago, because one of the projects that we, uh, um, uh, our first project was to pass a 
100% clean savanna um, uh, resolution that passed unanimously at our city council. How does the the Inflation Reduction Act, the IRA, play into the work that you're doing? And what community benefits will that add, you know, if when this project is passed? Well, the Inflation Reduction Act, which was recently passed, contains well over a trillion dollars to help um, the U.S. economy transition to a clean energy economy. And um, uh, that money is available to state and local governments. It's also available to tribal entities. And once the states and, and cities become involved, there are programs to make it available to um, homeowners, disadvantaged communities, business owners. So one of the problems previously um, uh, with trying to transition to say so uh, rooftop solar, other than the obstruction of the Public Service Commission here in Georgia, but one of the, the issues is how do renters take advantage of that? Well, now this makes it so that people who are owners of multi-unit properties can access this funding to make their properties more energy efficient, um, solar panels, all of that type of thing. So, and this is one of the reasons we felt that uh, we there's a good possibility of um, getting this kind of legislation passed here is because it benefits such a wide swath of people. But one, one of the things we've discovered when we created the survey for um, people to take so that we could identify the degree of knowledge that these various groups had of the plan itself and its benefits to them. And, uh, and with the thinking that once these groups actually knew about the benefits, we would be able to garner substantial support across the state for this kind of legislation. Um, so going back a little bit, you said that in order to, to pass the legislation and ultimately get the money, the city or the entity needs to have a climate <laughs> protection kind of policy. Um, and so what does that actually entail? And is that, am I understanding that correctly? Is that, is that required? Yeah, and you know, it's still sort of um, emerging. Yeah, we have read through this, and you've probably seen multiple analyses. It's a big bill. Mm. Um, one of the things that appears to be the case is that this not all of the funding requires a state to have a climate and uh, a clean energy plan or a climate protection plan but some of the funding does. Some of the funding can be directly um, directed to cities and tribal entities. And then they set up the programs. My understanding is that they then set up the programs to distribute it to various um, other entities. So um, for example, one of the things is a um, green bank initiative <clears throat> that will provide funding for companies 
to uh, transform our current energy structure into one based on clean renewable energy. Well, yeah, and and so with the survey, we can talk about that now specifically. It's the what is the goal of the survey, um, and what are you hoping to get out of it? The goal was twofold. One, um, and then the first uh, idea was that in order to build support, we needed to know what people knew or didn't know. Where did people need to be educated about this? Um, and who was it that needed to be educated? Was it, you know, did individuals know? Did business leaders know? Did governments know? Did educators know? Who knew what um, about the plan? And the idea there was that once we identified um, the, the areas that people were not familiar with, we could then build educational uh, uh, outreach to educate them on the benefits of those specific areas. The other piece was to um, see if we could enlist people to um, help with getting this, spreading the word, and then eventually um, getting this legislation introduced by reaching out to friends, neighbors, um, their local elected officials, as well as their state representatives. Hmm. So I know it's hard to say with legislation and these big, big, um, you know, especially something as big as the Inflation Reduction Act, but is there um, a timeline that you guys are seeing or or what are the next steps after you get, um, you know, all the survey responses? Our next steps are to fully engage the, the people who are volunteering. And it's been interesting because um, actually, typically, a little over half of the people that have received the survey have volunteered to help. The survey results have been very interesting um, in terms of once people knew about the benefits, what they, which of these benefits they thought would help them. And <clears throat> so once they see this information, the next thing we know, they're like, yeah, I want to help. So... Once we have that in place, we uh, have created a letter to the editor, templates, um, uh, action opportunities for these people to take. And we're distributing them based on their category, their zip code, and their level of what they're interested in doing. Yeah, awesome. And and so it, after that, is there... Do you guys have a kind of timeline for trying to get some of the money and the and then the um, the plan kind of established, or is that hard to say at the time? Well, we're not focused on establishing RA or getting money for ourselves. Um, it's a a chapter of the Climate Reality Project, but in terms of getting a legislation uh, together to move our plan forward, um, uh, the second half of the uh, legislative session is sort of our target for getting the bill introduced. So, you know, uh, we knew we were too short to get it done in, in this first half of the session, but we've been, we're, we're steadily building um, uh, uh, activist cores around the state and uh, uh, from nonprofit organizations, um, 
individuals, religious organizations, educators, and and some political um, folks. It's always so great to hear from Vicki and learn about all the amazing work that she's doing around the state of Georgia. Exactly. Um, well, that that's kind of all we have for today, and we'll catch you in a couple weeks.